This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, June 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Can Bayer move on after massive settlement? USDA faulted on line speeds and Dems go big on rural broadband. Bayer reassures farmers on settlement. Officials with ag chemical giant Bayer say they are standing behind the safety of Roundup and dicamba herbicides despite a massive $11.3 billion settlement of litigation over the products. Bayer CEO Werner Bauman also says the agreement with law firms representing nearly 100,000 Roundup plaintiffs and an undetermined number of dicamba plaintiffs should allay growers' concerns about access to the herbicides. The dicamba settlement includes $300 million for soybean growers who experienced drift damage between 2015 and 2020. Another $100 million is set aside for claims from growers of other crops, attorney fees, and claims administration, according to Don Downing, chair of the court-appointed plaintiff's executive committee. One of the lead lawyers in the Roundup litigation, Robin Greenwald of Wentz and Luxembourg, said the settlement, quote, is really the only way people will see any kind of resolution in their lifetimes. Take note, some high-profile cases are not included in the settlements, that including three Roundup cases where juries found the plaintiffs and awarded them more than a billion dollars, although the awards were significantly reduced by judges. Bayer is appealing those verdicts in hopes that favorable appeal decisions could reduce the chance of future litigation. Similarly, the company is not settling with Bader Farms, the Missouri peach operation that won a $265 million jury verdict earlier this year. Ag carbon bill to be offered in the House. Two House Agriculture Committee members say they will be introducing a companion bill to the Growing Climate Solutions Act, the bipartisan Senate measure that would give USDA a key role in verifying the validity of ag carbon credits. Democratic Representative Abby Spanberger of Virginia and Nebraska GOP Representative Don Bacon announced plans for the House bill yesterday. That's the same day the Senate Agriculture Committee held a hearing on the legislation. Take note, Arkansas Senator John Bozeman, who will become the top Republican of the Senate Ag next year when Pat Roberts retires, said he's concerned that credit markets will mostly benefit the companies that manage or buy the credits. IG report faults USDA on pork line speeds. USDA failed to ensure it was using reliable worker safety data when it proposed eliminating maximum line speeds at swine slaughter facilities in 2018. That's according to the USDA's Inspector General. In a report released yesterday, USDA's internal watchdog also says the Food Safety and Inspection Service, quote, did not fully disclose its data sources in its worker safety analysis. Adam Pulver of Public Citizen Litigation Group, who is representing plaintiffs in a lawsuit challenging the 2019 rule, said the report, quote, makes clear that the USDA used unreliable data and failed to share data with members of the public in order to hide the data's flaws from scrutiny. 
in the litigation in Minnesota. USDA is asking the judge to stay proceedings to allow FSIS to revisit the rule. Pulver said the plaintiffs will argue to the court that the report shows why it would be futile to return the rule to the agency for reconsideration on the same record. Given the flaws in the process, USDA would have to start anew. Lighthizer confident on China soy purchases. China has a long way to go to meet its promise to buy $36.5 billion worth of U.S. ag commodities. But U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer is betting big that Beijing will come through, especially on soybeans. We expect them to do it all during the course of this calendar year, Lighthizer said in an interview with Farm Journal's Agritalk. For now, Phase 1 is the best trade deal we ever, ever negotiated, and it's the only deal that China's ever done with the United States on any of these things. It's a good deal. And by the way, USDA and FDA are pushing back against China's decisions to ban meat and poultry imports from plants that have coronavirus outbreaks. China's demanding processors prove they're keeping facilities free of COVID-19, sources are telling AgriPulse. Vietnam signs off on EU food name protection. U.S. dairy industry is suffering another loss in its fight against the EU's efforts to spread its protections for European food names across the globe, according to a report from USDA's Foreign Agricultural Service. Vietnam has ratified its free trade agreement with the EU, a deal that contains a promise to respect geographical indications that limit the use of 169 food and drink names, such as feta cheese and others. That means that, for example, Vietnamese retailers can no longer sell feta if it's not made from curds brined in Greece. Although some companies were grandfathered in for exemptions when it comes to Asiago, feta, fontina, and gorgonzola cheese, and champagne. House Dems go big on broadband. House Democrats are working to gain bipartisan support for a $100 billion broadband bill that aims to make high-speed Internet accessible and affordable in underserved rural communities. House Democratic Whip Jim Clyburn, who heads the House Rural Broadband Task Force, says broadband should be an integral part of any infrastructure package moving forward. The Accessible Affordable Internet for All Act has 30 co-sponsors. We believe that this infrastructure bill this year, or whenever we take it up, must have broadband, Clyburn told reporters. The bill would authorize $80 billion to deploy high-speed broadband infrastructure across the nation. It also authorizes funding for Wi-Fi on school buses so students can be connected to and from school, especially rural areas where long bus rides tend to be common. Take note, there is growing bipartisan support for significant increases in broadband funding. FCC urges Congress to help consumers stay connected. Federal Communications Commission Chairman Ajit Pai is urging Congress to develop solutions to help small broadband providers as the Commission's Keep Americans Connected pledge expires next week. 
The pledge called on companies not to terminate service or charge late fees to businesses and residents who were having trouble paying their bills because of the COVID-19 crisis. During a Senate Commerce Committee hearing Wednesday, Pi deferred to Congress on whether the assistance is a subsidy to consumers or to companies. But he told Senator Jerry Morand of Kansas, who also serves on the Senate Appropriations Committee, that the issue needs to be addressed as soon as possible because consumers continue to rely on connectivity during the pandemic. More than 800 companies and associations signed the FCC's pledge. Here's today's He Said It. We know when we had the Dust Bowl, we had to respond to that. We had to change practices, and the result of that is we have family farms today that we wouldn't have otherwise have. We're on the cusp of that kind of revolution right now. That Senator Michael Bennett, a Democrat of Colorado, talking about the potential impact of carbon markets on farmers. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, June 25th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Galley.